0: question in our mind, is there a way out of my problem? We wrestle with the thoughts. Sometimes when we find ourselves in certain predicaments and situations, we begin to wrestle with the thought, am I going to make it? Am I going to come out of this we wrestle with the thought and we begin to wonder if there is a way out of the problem that we're in well I've come with an answer to your question the answer to your question is yes there is a way out have I got any help in here do I know there is a way out because Jesus said in one verse of scripture he said I am the way the truth and the life he said no man can come unto my father but by me but I don't want to focus on all of those things that Jesus said in that particular verse but I want to focus on what he said he said I am the way Let me tell you something. He said, I am the way. Those four words, there's a lot of power and there's a lot of meaning to what he said. I am the way. Amen. To to be honest with you, I could stop at the first two words. When he said, I am, he was referring to himself. Amen. And, and, And I want you to understand that I am goes all the way back to the Old Testament. Do I have any Bible readers in here? Don't you remember when God called Moses and he sent him down to stand before Pharaoh to declare to Pharaoh, let my people go. And Moses said, God, who shall I tell him that sent me? He said, tell him I am has sent you. Talk back to me if you can, if you're not, amen, if you're not too mean, come on, amen. He said, tell them that I am, sent you. He said, I am. And the Lord said, yes, I am that I am. Did anybody know anything about I am? I said, anybody know anything about I am? I, I'm, I'm talking about the Lord. Now, anybody does anybody know I am? Amen. Amen. When the Lord said, I am, meaning that I am whatever you need. He said, I am bread in a starving land. I am water in a thirsty land. I am a friend. That sticketh closer than a brother. He said, When your mother and father forsake you, I am the one that will take you up. Is it anybody know I am? He said, I am the way. And let me tell you something. When the Lord said, I am the way, believe it or not, he meant, I am so many way, every way you need, not just the way to God, but when you talk about the Lord, he is the way, amen, to your victory. He is the way to your healing. He is the way to your breakthrough. He is the way to your miracle. He is the way to your deliverance. He is the way. Look at somebody and tell them you're not stuck. See, sometimes people, whenever we find ourselves in situations, we feel stuck. Anybody ever felt stuck in a situation? You didn't you didn't really know how you were going to get out of it? But I come to tell you that God is our way out. God has a wonderful track record of making a way out of no way for his people. But in order, I want to say this that in order to see. Uh, the victory given to you by God, there's one thing required of us and that is that we must trust God. And I'm not talking about just talking trust. But we have to really trust God with all of our heart. Don't lean to our own understanding. Now, now what I'm trying to tell somebody, watch this. Now, if you go down on your knees and you talk to God about a problem. See, a lot of us, God told me this. He said a lot of us talk to him about our problem, but we never release it to him. I said, we talk to him about it. But we really don't give it over to him. If You say, Lord, I got a bill. I got a bill that I need to be paid. Lord, 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 I need you. To help me, I need you to bring me out. Lord, I need you to make a way for me. And you tell the Lord about your troubles and and you say, Lord, I don't have but $50 and the bill that I need to pay is $250. Lord, I need you to help me. See, when you get up off your knees, you ought to get up looking for him to make a way. Ain't no need to tell, come on somebody, ain't no use of telling him about it except you expect him to do that which you ask. Now somebody said, well how will I know when I really trust God and when I turn my problem over to him? Well, watch this. Here is how you can tell when you're not trusting God. If you only got 50 bucks and you need 250. You get down on your knees and say, Lord, I need your help. And then whenever you get up off of your knees, watch this, then you make your way to the casino. With the 50 you got. I thought that would wake you up. You ain't looking for God to make a way. And then then watch this. Some folks even have the audacity when they're on their way driving to the casino. Time out. Be with me, Jesus. Be with me, Lord. Be with me. I'm just letting that marinate. Take that $50 that you need already. Go down to the casino with high expectations. Thinking that you're going to win the money that you need. Come on, somebody. And hoping to win more than that. And watch this you were driving there happy with high hopes. Y'all talk back to me if you can. Had high expectation that, and then only to lose the 50. Now you. Deeper in the hole than what you already were. Really didn't need but two hundred more. Now you need two fifty, and then you're gonna need a little bit more than two fifty because now you're almost on eat. Cause you went to the come on somebody. And somebody said, Pastor, I'm not picking on anybody, but, but somebody said, now, why, did you, why, would, why would you say that? Why did you say that? It's because this is the point that I want to make. Sometimes when we're in trouble, we call ourselves trying to help God out. We take matters into our own hands trying to make things happen ourselves. But how many know you got to learn how to put it in God's hand and totally trust him for the outcome? Is there anybody that really totally trusting God for the outcome in your life? Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and tell them, trust God for the outcome. If I do things, amen, if I take matters into my own hands, I'm not really trusting God for the outcome. Anybody remember Abraham and Sarah? talk back to me if you can. I'm trying to let you out of here early. If you, if you don't say amen, I'm going to think you ain't getting it. I'm going to have to stay up here about another 45 minutes. Somebody said, give me some scripture. Give me some scripture for that. Anybody remember? Sometimes we try to take matters into our own hand. How many remember Abraham and Sarah? God promised Abraham and Sarah that he was going to give them a son in their old age. That means that Abraham would come together with his wife and they would conceive a son. And in their natural mind, they couldn't see how that was going to happen because, amen, they were so well past the uh, having children age until uh, uh, Sarah, when God, amen, when she heard the word of God, she laughed about it because she said, how in the world am I going to, me being as old as I am, how am I going to carry a baby and have a baby as old as I am? She underestimated the power of God. Look at somebody and tell them, don't ever underestimate. Don't ever underestimate the power of God. God, If God said it's going to be, you may as well look for it. Because God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should repent. But whatever the Lord has spoken, how many know his word is always good. The Lord says in his word, he said, my word shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish whatever I send it out to do. It's going to work. And and they tried to help God out. Because it didn't happen when they thought that it would. Sarah gave Abraham permission to sleep with Hagar. They took matters into their own hands. And they got caught up in a love triangle. And she said, you sleep with this with the servant, with the handmaid, and maybe God is going to give us a son that way. Well, she did get pregnant. The handmaid, the servant, hey, God did get pregnant. But, but watch this. God told them, I didn't tell. I told you I'm going to cause you all to come together in your old age. And y'all going to have a baby together. Now watch this it caused a rift and some problems that they didn't have in the house before. Come on, somebody. How many know we can cause ourselves more problems when we try to get in it and try to make things happen and do it ourselves? Come on, somebody. But if you just put it in God's hand and let him work it out however he chooses... It'll be so much better, but my brothers and sisters, let me, let me, let me, let me go ahead and close here. But a lot of times we have to understand, my brothers and sisters, that God desires to move on our behalf. But in order for that to happen, we have to totally trust him. Totally. Totally. We have to uh, rely on God. We have to look to him and, and we have to have total confidence in God knowing that he's going to work it out for me. I don't know who this may be exactly that's going through something even right now in your current situation. God says if you trust him, he'll make a way for you regardless to what it may be, regardless to what you're dealing with or going through, it may be problems in your home, it may be problems in your relationship, problems on your job, problems, amen, in your marriage, whatever the case may be, look at somebody and tell them God can work it out for you. He can work it out for you. He can work it out. That's what David, amen, the psalmist says, God is our refuge. And strength. Watch this. A refuge is a place of safety. It's a go-to place. He is our go-to. I'm, I'm telling you, you, whatever problem you, ha- you have, you ought to go to God. Go to God with it and turn it over to him and and begin uh, 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 to to trust him like you never trusted him before because watch this, he's able to bring you out. That's what the scripture says. God is our refuge and strength. I'm going to tell you something. and I'm almost done. Notice what the psalmist says. He said, God is... I like the way he said that God is, not God was. That means right now, in the present tense, God is. Watch this. Our refuge, a place of safety, and strength. Now, 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 that suggests in his writing, that sometimes a refuge is not all we need. See, sometimes, sometimes we need more than just a refuge, a hiding place. But watch this, sometimes in this life we are wounded, we're weak, and we need God to strengthen us. Have I got a witness? Somebody said, well, well, what are you talking about? Don't you remember Paul cried out to God about the thorn in his flesh? And then then the Lord responded to him, I'm not going to remove the thorn because it's serving my purpose in your life. It's helping to keep you humble. It's helping to keep your head humble. Down, keep you from getting the big head and, 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 and all of that the thorn is serving its purpose and I want to leave you with this sometimes the problems God allows to happen in our lives they serve a divine purpose oh we may not like them come on somebody oh we may not like them they may irritate us they may bother us sometimes but God says that even problems that he allows serve a divine purpose God is our refuge and he's our strength. And then he told Paul, he says, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your time of weakness. What was he saying to Paul? He said in so many words, when you get weak, you need to draw on my strength. Draw on my strength. I'll supply you with the strength that you need to endure. He said, a very present help. Talking about God now. See, that's the difference in God and and folks. See, some people, you need them. You may need them in Pensacola. And they tell you, well, I I can't be there. I'm in California now. You need them here in Pensacola, but they're over in Mississippi somewhere and they can't help you if you need them here in Pensacola and there in Mississippi they're not physically present oh but God the Bible says he's a very present help in the time of trouble, I want to tell you as I close today, my brothers and my sisters, God is a very present help. Believe it or not, there may be some people that have had a medical emergency. And even before the EMTs got to their residence, the Lord had already showed up. And guess what? If the Lord had not showed up, they would have died. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't believe in this. Y'all ain't believing this, is you? Come on, somebody. Come on. Even before the EMTs got there and did their thing, God had already showed up and did his. I wish I had a praying church in here. My brothers and sisters, God is a very present help. All that psalmist is just saying is that you can always, Depend on God. That's what he means. He's a very present help, meaning you can always depend on God to be there for you is that anybody can say, I'm a living witness. He's been there for me. I, I know I can depend on God. When I can't depend on nothing or nobody else, I can depend on God. When I can't depend on family, I can depend on God. When I can't depend on my friends, I can depend on God. Let me say it so the young folk will understand. When I can't depend on my homies... I can depend on God. I want you to understand, that's what the psalmist is is saying, is that we can always Always. always depend on God. When everything else fails, when everybody else fails, anybody know the Lord will step in. And he'll make a way out of no way. I want to tell you that God has a track record of making a way out of no way. Uh, don't you remember that that was a hungry crowd. They had been following Jesus and they found themselves hungry. And the disciples wanted to send them away but Jesus said I can't send them away hungry like this the Lord said if I send them away in this condition they will faint by the way have I got a witness have I got a witness amen and the Lord says what do we have in the crowd he said what do we have to feed them And when the disciples surveyed the crowd they found a little boy and the little boy had a a lunch Uh and according to the record all he had in his lunch bag were two small fish and five barley loaves of bread. Have I got a witness? And I want you to know that the fish were not great big fish, but the fish were more like two small sardines. Have I got a witness here? And the bread, the loaves of bread were not like loaves that we know today. Amen. They were not five big old loaves of bread because why would a little boy be carrying five big loaves of bread? and two big old fish in his arm but I want you to know that the bread was more like biscuits have I got a witness and when they looked in the crowd I can imagine the disciple told the boy the Lord needs to use what you've got have I got a witness somebody say yeah And I don't know about you, but I'm glad to know that that little boy, he had to be a good-hearted little old boy. Have I got a witness? Somebody said, how do you know him? Because evidently, he was not selfish. Have I got a witness? How do I know he wasn't selfish? Because he gave up his lunch so the Lord could use it have I gone with them? that little boy was not like a lot of folks a lot of people if they had had that lunch and the Lord needed it they would have been walking around running from the crowd looking back talking about they should have brought their own lunch this is mine have I got a witness but the little boy gave up his lunch so that the Lord could use it have I got a witness and when they put it in the hand of the disciple it wasn't much it was not much in the hands of the boy it was not much in the hands of his mama when she prepared it but when they messed around and put it in the hands of Jesus have I got a witness is it anybody here know that things have a way of changing when you put it in the Lord's hand have I got a witness somebody say it. shake somebody's hand and say, neighbor Whatever problem you've got, to tell them put it in the Lord's hand. Have I got a witness? Whatever it is, if you want your problem to change for the better, you got to put it in the Lord's hand. Have I got a witness? Somebody say yeah. Say yeah. Sometimes we hold on to the very thing we need to turn loose have I got a witness you got to let go and let God have his way have I got a witness when they put the food in the hand of Jesus he lifted he told them take the crowd and organize them have I got a witness divide them into companies of 50 and 100 have I got a witness when they divided them and set them down the Lord he took the fish and the bread have I got a witness he took it and he broke it he took that fish and bread and he blessed it and he gave it back to the disciples and told them distribute it to the crowd Have I got a witness um, and I could see Every time somebody reached in and got a fish Another one appeared Every time somebody reached in and got some bread Another piece of bread appeared have I got a witness? And they ate fish sandwich after fish sandwich until all of them were filled. And they had 12 baskets left over. Have I got a witness? Somebody say it. Say yeah. If you let the Lord use what you got there's always a blessing in it just for you is it anybody here know that God will he'll work things out he'll make a way out of no way have I got a witness somebody say yeah say yeah if you trust and don't doubt God will he'll work it out anybody know he will shake somebody's hand and tell him he will work it out the Lord will work it out have you any problems have you any situation that's beyond what you can handle turn it over to Jesus, he will, I said he will, he will, he'll work it out, won't he do it, I said won't he do it, if you have faith and trust in God, he'll make a way, somehow, have I got a witness, and I don't know what you mean, be dealing with or going through but I recommend today that you call on the Lord and tell him father I stretch my hand unto thee no other help I know anybody know God he'll come through can you say yeah he'll come through he'll make a way somehow got a witness. My Bible said, on one occasion, the Lord told His disciples to get on the ship and let's go over to the other side of the sea. Have I got a witness? Somebody saying, when they got on the ship, the Bible said that as they sailed, it as, as they sailed, that a great storm rose up have I got a witness somebody saying when the storm rose the waves begin to beat in the ship and the ship filled up with water have I got a witness and the disciples thought they'd drown have I got a witness somebody saying and they saying somebody go down and wake up Jesus they went down and woke him up Jesus he woke up he sat up he stood up shut up he said peace be still and the lightning stop flashing the thunder stop roaring the tides lay down have I got a witness somebody say yeah there's power in the name of the Lord have I got a witness tell somebody whatever you need call on the Lord He will. He'll make a way. Won't he do it? Say yes. Say yes. Yes. He'll do it for you. He'll make a way. Whatever you need him to do, he'll do it for you. You're not helpless. You're not hopeless. But the Lord can help you. Let me tell you something. There comes a time in all of our lives if you've never been there, keep living and let me tell you this you don't have to reach a certain age before it happened either let me tell you it can happen to the young as well as the old and if you've never been in a desperate situation if you've never been in a desperate situation all of us in this life We find ourselves in places that only God. God. And you better know how to cry out to Him. Only God can help us. Only God. He is our refuge. He's our strength. He is our present help in the time of trouble. And we have to come to that place of trusting Him with our whole heart. For the Scripture says, "Trust in the Lord with all of your heart." Not a piece of it. Not some of it. But you got to trust him with all of your heart. And if you trust him and don't doubt him. He'll always. Bring you out. There may be someone today. Who may not be saved. You have not trusted the Lord with your life. You can do that today. You can be saved. Jesus saves, he delivers. He's waiting on you. For the scripture says that if you draw nigh unto God, God will draw nigh unto you. You have to step out and confess hope in him. He stands ready to receive you with open arms. If you're in here today and you want to be saved or if you desire to make greater union your church home, you can come by letter, you can come as a candidate for baptism, you can come by Christian experience, You can come under watch care. If there be another desiring to come to be saved or to become a member of this church family, you can come. You still have time. The Lord is waiting on you. In His Word, He said, Whosoever will, let him come. That's you. You ought to come. Don't put off for some other time what you can do right now. For today is the day of salvation. Will you come? If that be another one, while they're getting that information from these that have come, you still have time. You still have time to come. You ought to come and surrender to, to the Lord if there's another one will you come if you desire to be saved or if you desire to become a member of this church family will you come May be seated. Trust me. Trust me. Sister Walker, who do we have that has come and for what reason? Pastor, today we have Brother Gary Brooks Jr. He's a member here of Greater Union and he w- is coming back and would like to be rebaptized. Praise the Lord. We also have Brother Caleb Howard. And he's coming as a candidate for baptism. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord, brother Brooks. Stand. Okay, brother Brooks is coming back to us under Christian experience, but his desire is to be rebaptized. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's praise God Amen. for that. Amen. Amen. So I just want to ask you: Are you willing to be ruled and governed by the Word of God? Yes, sir. All right, by the power invested in me by God and the church family, I give you my right hand of fellowship, welcoming you back into the church family. You may be seated. All right, who do we have here? Brother Caleb.